This is Anna Marbach with the How to Live a Magical Life podcast. And today I want to talk about planetary magic because I have become very obsessed with planetary magic. And I really want to talk about my experience with planetary magic, why I think planetary magic is so awesome and important. And I'm also going to give you my essentially foolproof tip for creating your own planetary magic ritual. It is actually so easy to do planetary magic and I'll explain why. And I absolutely think that you should do it now. Honestly, you could do planetary magic today as soon as you're done listening to this podcast. Go out and do it. Okay, let's get started. So I was first introduced to planetary magic by Jason Miller. He has a PDF chapbook called Advanced Planetary Magic. And within it, there are all these different ways you can work with the planets. And I had really been a practicing magician for a long time. It's really funny because I actually feel like my witch magician journey is the opposite, like the literal opposite of everyone else's because most people start with using the planets. But I was honestly a very experienced magician at this point. I mean, I had done many months of, you know, ritual magic. I did two and a half months where I did a 20 minute minimum Hikate ritual every single day. And so I had done a lot of magic. I mean, I already had developed the material for my curse removal course by doing it. You know, I had done so much protection magic, so much clearing magic, so much prayer, really every form of magic that you can imagine almost, except for planetary magic. And I really wanted to know what is up with the planets? Why are they so great? So I set myself a really intense course of planetary magic where I essentially did seven, I mean, still seven, I would say short rituals and spells, but I did seven ritual and rituals and spells for that planet every day for seven days. And at the end of that, I actually ended up getting accepted into the Essential Kink Coach Training Program, which I did not, by the way, hold an intention while doing these calls. I mean, the calls in of themselves in the book, if you buy the book, have intentions built in. And that's something I really believe too, like any prayer you're going to find with the planets or any prayer you're going to do with the planets, the planets are always going to respond. And so this is why planetary magic is so great. And I'll get into that actually in a moment. Um, but the other results I've had with planetary magic. So, you know, I got into this coach training program that really changed my life. And other results that I've had, you know, I've worked a lot with Jupiter. Jupiter has honestly been instrumental in allowing me to hold more and more energy, you know, and allowing me to lead more and more people and be on calls where I'm, you know, talking in front of hundreds of people in order to hold group containers, in order to receive more money. You know, again, Jupiter is so about expanding that electrical capacity. My Venus work has been absolutely instrumental in my life. You know, Venus has just allowed me to feel so much more love, to really let go of those boundaries and barriers that were holding me back and to really connect with people in a way that I never have before. And honestly, to feel deep pleasure also in a way that I never have before. And you know, with my planetary magic for sensitive people group, I did it with thousand mantra ritual with Hermes. And that also, I mean, really just gave such immediate results. It was so funny because I was traveling 
and I was in Glastonbury and I felt like I had been kind of thinking the day before I was like, oh, it doesn't feel like anybody's being very friendly with me. And, you know, it feels kind of like closed off. And then literally the next day, right after the 1000 mantra ritual for Hermes, again, which I didn't really have any specific intention for other than make us more powerful magicians. I mean, I just had so many strangers talking to me. It was just like, everyone was like, hello, talking to me, you know, having little conversations. I was like, oh, Hermes, you know, right? Hermes is that movement. So I've seen a lot of immediate results with planetary magic. I've had clients see a lot of immediate results with planetary magic. And even when the results aren't immediate, you know, like for Jupiter, for example, like I worked with Jupiter just because I enjoyed the electricity. I enjoyed the feeling of expanding my capacity in my nervous system. And I knew from Existential Kink that having that capacity to hold that energy and to hold that sensation and feel that sensation was so important in my ability to experience life. And so I really love planetary magic because it is so responsive to the needs of life. The thing is, the planets, you know, there are the seven immediate inner planets and, you know, we're counting the sun and the moon in that. And the planets are all about what's happening with our daily concerns. You know, there's some magic where you're like, okay, how could that possibly have anything to do with me? Or, you know, you have to like spend a lot of time like invoking a lot of different beings or where it feels like there's a big entry point. And the thing is with the planets is they're right here right now. All of the planets are right here right now. You know, they're so present with us. They're in your natal chart. They're already here. You know, they're in your natal chart. They're, you know, a lot of them are visible in the night sky. Like I actually saw when I was in Sedona, I saw Venus, which was just amazing. You know, it's like you can see the planets. They're already really powerfully influencing your lives. They, you know, they're, you can see them in the seven days of the week. The seven days of the week are the seven planets. You know, the seven planets really govern and rule our lives in so many ways. And it's like, if something's governing and ruling my life, then maybe I want to have a relationship with it or even, you know, feel like I have more power with it rather than it having power over me. So that's why I think planetary magic, A, I mean, it's easy because it's so immediately successful. It is right here, right now. And then B... It's also this power that is already ruling our lives, right? Most of us already know our sun sign and moon sign, or maybe we know all of our signs. You know, I've done a lot of astrology. I know all of my planet signs and I can tell you right now. And, you know, this has identified us. We're like, oh, my son's in cancer. My son's in Sagittarius. Like this has been identifying for us. But like, what would it be like to actually be like, actually, I have a magical relationship with the sun where the sun helps me receive what I want. So it's not just this passive relationship where the sun's determining my destiny or fate, where the sun's determining my personality, but it's this more reciprocal power with relationship where I feel like the sun is also giving me what I actively desire. And that's what we're doing as magicians, really. As magicians, we are moving from being in a power over relationship where it feels like fate or destiny or the world or our circumstances have power over us and moving into power with, you know, power with our fates and destinies, power with the planets. You know, by the way, I think those are the same thing. Power with our fates and destinies is the same as power with our planets, you know. 
power with the forces that rule the world. You know, we're gaining our inner sovereignty. That is, I think, what we're really doing in magic. By the way, I have this theory. I mean, I don't know if it's accurate, you know, I think it's just kind of fun, though, that magic really only affects our auras and ourselves. And that's how we affect the world from our auras, from ourselves. You know, it's other people can just really sense it in our auras. I mean, also, there's a theory that our auras really extend to the infinite ends of the universe, you know, like that we just our auras aren't just these bubbles around us, but that they're also connected to the entire universe. So I don't know. I think that's an interesting idea. Again, I don't necessarily think it's true or anything. It's just more of a hypothesis that or perhaps an axiom that I'm working with right now in my magic. And it's something that I've really sensed, especially in angelic magic. I feel like angelic magic truly just changes my aura, which might be why I don't think angelic magic works unbelievably well for me. I mean, it does really work. It absolutely works for me. Like I've absolutely received results, but I've not received, I would say, results from all of my magic with angelic magic. And in my theory, it's because I'm, you know, or my hypothesis, it's because I think I shut down the magic a little bit. This is why it's so great to do that unconscious work and that shadow integration work as well, because really we can prevent our own magic from creating results. You know, I mean, I think magic always works, like the magic always works, but it's like, do our lives allow for it? And are we going to really let the change happen? And, you know, do our lives allow for it? That's about looking at your external reality and looking at your circumstances and seeing where your options and opportunities are. And then are we going to allow it is like, where am I, where's my happiness level? Like, am I really someone who actually believes that I'm worthy and deserving of receiving this? Am I actually willing to allow this into my life and into my circumstances? And honestly, often the answer to that is no. So that's definitely something that for me has created a lot more powerful magic is doing that unconscious work, doing that shadow integration. But you know, I still really love magic in and of itself. Honestly, even when it doesn't get results, I think magic is just a fun and a joy. But I still think it's important that our magic gets results. Again, that is why I'm mentioning planetary magic because I think planetary magic is very accessible to everybody. Again, it's literally very accessible to everybody and that we're all always connected to all the planets all the time. And I think that also planetary magic can be very effective in really moving our lives forward and changing our energies and changing the way we interact with the world, which, you know, all of us, I think we want to feel good. We want to feel self-confident. We want to feel sovereign. We want to feel like we're coming from our powerful inner selves and going outwards and creating effective lives. And we want to feel like we're really able to receive all the abundance that the world has for us. And I think planetary magic can really help us do that. Okay, so let's get into how I think you can do basic planetary magic. And it's very easy. So all you do is you go ahead and look up the planetary symbol, whatever that is. There are only, you know, seven of them. Again, we're not talking about the outer planets here. I don't quite recommend that if you're just starting out with planetary magic. And go ahead and look up the planetary symbol. Also, look up the traditional color of the planet if you don't know it already. And then grab a piece of paper and take a sharpie in that color, you know, color, gel pen, marker, whatever. Put the planetary symbol in four corners of the page and then write your petition. And you're going to want your to write your petition in something like, 
you know, great sun or great moon or great Venus, I ask that you give me blank. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is done. And then you look up the Orphic Hymn. So that's Orphic is O-R-P-H-I-C, Orphic Hymn. And this is from the mystery religion of Orpheus. And of course, Orpheus in, you know, mythology, he was a bard who had a very beautiful singing voice and played a stringed instrument. And there are these Orphic hymns, which I think they're about, I can't remember how many there are now, maybe like 60 or 70. And there's one for each of the main seven planets, or you can also think of them as the gods of Olympus, plus actually one Titan, which is Saturn or Kronos. So, you know, you can look up the moon, Selene, Helios, the sun, Jupiter, Zeus, Mercury, Hermes, Venus, Aphrodite, Aries, Mars, Saturn, Kronos. And that Orphic hymn is this beautiful poetry to the gods. And, you know, really our words, our prayers are offerings to the gods. You know, you can think of prayer, maybe that's more of a magician way of thinking about prayer, is prayer is offering. So really our prayers can be offerings to the gods. You know, when they come from hearts and minds that are sincere and that reach out to the gods, gods do listen. Prayer is actually a sorcerous act. I mean, the thing is, when we look at like the Catholic Church, like really, that's just a codified form of magic, right? I mean, you have all of the ritual, the incense, the oils, the alcohol, you know, the bread, the costumes, you know, it's this very elaborate form of ritual. And then there's also the novenas to the saints. And there's all the different ways of praying to God and to Jesus and to Mary. And really, this is magic. Of course, you don't call it that. But it's magic, you know, essentially, like I could take all the Catholic rituals, or, you know, all the elements of the Catholic ritual, again, the elaborate costume, the incense, the oil, the alcohol, the bread, and if I just gave that to a different god and I just, you know, essentially wore a different costume and used a different prayer, it would be magic. So prayer is actually very magical. And, you know, it's about appealing to the gods. And again, though, we're not appealing to the gods in this case. You know, usually when you're in the Catholic Church, like if you're a priest or if you're a worshiper, you're appearing as a supplicant. You know, it's like you're below the gods. And while we still... I mean, honestly, we still are below the gods. Like, I do not think I'm a god or anything. But, you know, at the same time, as sorcerers, as magicians, as witches, we have a different relationship to the gods. It's more of an equal relationship. More like we're showing up and being like, look, I have power. I have offerings. I have these wonderful things to treat you with. I ask that you honor me and bless me. You know, we definitely want to still be respectful to the gods. We want to be kind to the gods. 
but we're not saying, oh, I'm so far beneath you. You know, I mean, I literally have a prayer card here. It's a prayer card for Mary. And it says something like, oh, me who is unworthy. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I actually change the words. I say me who is worthy. Like, I, you know, magi as magicians, we believe we are worthy of divine attention. It's not about being unworthy. It's not about having to prove our worthiness. We are worthy of divine attention. You know, we're coming from a place of knowing we are worthy of divine attention, of knowing that the divine is already here for us, of knowing that, you know, we do have the right to talk to this God. Again, from a very respectful place still. I really emphasize that. You definitely want to be respectful. Being disrespectful is just a great way to get crossed or cursed, honestly. <laughs> um, but... And that's not to scare you because we all get crossed all the time. You know, I mean, there's so many sacred sites of so many past peoples that have been just trod upon or built upon that a little bit of crossing is truly inevitable. But, you know, that's why we do offerings. That's why we ask for forgiveness from the gods. So it's not that big a deal. That's kind of a whole nother topic that I'll have to talk about another time. Anyway, back to planetary magic. So you've made your petition. You've taken the color of the planet, the symbol of the planet, and you've written out what you want. Then you'd get your Orphic Hymn, and you just look that up. You can just search Sun Orphic Hymn or Helios Orphic Hymn. And you also get a glass of alcohol. I find that gods really do like alcohol. You know, if you're someone who's absolutely against buying alcohol, and again, you don't have to drink it. I mean, you know, you can buy it for someone, you know, you're just buying it for someone else. So you're buying it as a gift for a friend, you know. Um, but if you're absolutely against purchasing alcohol, please feel free to also use some kind of, you know, flavored drink. And honestly, there are many tables of correspondences to be like, oh, you know, you'd be like the sun really likes sunny things. I mean, you know, like daisies and sunflowers and citrus. And sure, you could buy your offering drink based on that. Honestly, I find it is not that necessary. And maybe that's me being a little lazy because I've done so much magic. So, you know, perhaps if you're starting out, you might want to try a little harder than that, you know, and be like, okay, well, the sun, maybe the sun would like white wine, like a sunny wine, you know, they say a lot of times white wine tastes like grass and hay. Again, you know, I honestly, at this point, wouldn't mind giving the sun red wine or whatever. But, you know, even still, like the last time I offered a big, you know, alcohol offering to the sun, I actually gave the sun Grand Marnier, you know, which is an orange liqueur. So I do still follow those associations. So, you know, you're going to want to be like, okay, what are the traits associated with this planet? And what kind of alcohol would they like? Or, you know, what kind of drink would they like? Like with the sun, I mean, chamomile is traditionally associated with the sun. So like a chamomile tea would be great. Or maybe even a dandelion tea. I mean, dandelions are so yellow, right? And open up to the sun. So... You're going to want a drink offering. So you have your petition, you have your Orphic hymn, and you have a drink offering. I often also will offer incense. But of course, if you can't burn incense or you don't have any, I mean, that's fine too. So you have your petition, your Orphic hymn, and your drink offering. And then you go ahead and say hello to the planet. You could say Hail Helios, or Oh Great Helios, or Oh Great Sun, I am now going to offer you this poem and this drink. I ask that you are deeply fed and deeply fulfilled. I ask that you are deeply honored. And then you read your poem, you offer the drink, and you place it on a nice table. 
And then you say, and in return, I ask that you give me whatever your, your request is. By the way, when making magical requests, unless you're someone who's really done so much magic where you're at the point that you're doing more long-term meta magic, like you're like, oh, you know, you're asking for a million dollars because really, you know, you, you're going to do a lot of little magic in order to get there. Um, I don't recommend really going for something that, you know, feels totally unbelievable to you or totally impossible. Like it's kind of better to start out with something that is imaginable, but perhaps improbable. Like for example, if you are currently not making any money, then having an income of $3,000 a month would be really awesome and is definitely super, super possible. And maybe you'll even get more, but you could start there, you know? And just keep building up to your bigger and bigger desires. It's actually great to do a lot of different kinds of magic in order to build up to your desires. But again, I'll talk about that in another time. And that's like a whole different principle. But yes, planetary magic, you go ahead and you just, that's all you need. I mean, really, the, honestly, it's almost like the petition and even the alcohol offering are optional. I mean, the poem is the offering. It's both calling in the planet and doing an offering. Personally, if I were just offering with a poem, which I have done before, by the way, where I've I've done different stretches where I've recited an Orphic hymn every day as an offering to the planet, I also personally would include a quick energy offering. You can build energy through the breath or through rubbing the hands together and say, you know, by the power of the four elements, by the power of the earth, air, water, and fire, I offer you this energy and I ask that you're deeply fed and fulfilled. I find that that could be also a really great offering on the fly. It's actually something I like to do too. Sometimes when I'm walking around in nature, you know, to offer to the nature spirits or when I'm in a new city, I like to, you know, even if I'm just traveling for a few days, I like to give an offering to the local spirits because I find that actually I find, I feel personally a deeper sense of ease once I've done an offering. Okay. Well, yeah, so that's planetary magic. I mean, you know, results. I've gotten results. I've seen plenty of people get results from planetary magic. You know, easily accessible. It's literally already part of your birth chart. It's already influencing you. I mean, they actually say too that you can measure the exertion, like the gravitational pull of the planets on Earth. Like they are exerting even a literal physical force on earth. So they also are exerting a magical and metaphysical force. And you can see the planets. I once read this really great thing about how our ancestors probably did planetary magic just by staring and gazing at the planets. They saw the planets and they felt some kind of inner sympathy with them, you know, and then they were like, planet, grant me, you know, grant me power or grant me love or you know, grant me freedom. And the planets responded. You know, that's the ancient tradition of magic. I mean, where do we even get all these associations from? They really lasted through the ages. And I think it's because we do resonate so deeply with them. And then go ahead and yeah, look up that Orphic hymn, get a glass of alcohol, write down a petition, and that's all you need to do. Of course, there are ways where you can make it more complicated. You know, you can add in an altar with different objects and associations to your planet. You can bring in a food offering as well. 
you can bring in different poems and invocations, ones you wrote yourself, ones other people wrote. You know, I really love finding invocations and prayers from the Greek magical papyri. It's a text that's a bit dense, but you can find some of the prayers easily online. For example, the prayer to Selene or the moon, that one you can easily find online. And just search PGM prayer to Selene. So there are a lot of options when it comes to planetary magic, but you really can just get started. If you just did for every planet an offering where you just said, here's what I desire, here's an Orphic hymn, here's a glass of alcohol, I honor you, I thank you, something, you know, along those lines, you would really be creating a much more sovereign experience with this energetic magical soup we're all in than a lot of people have. Okay, well, I do really love planetary magic and I can't wait to talk more of it. I'm sure I'll keep talking about my experiences with it. I am teaching about it. I have a class, Planetary Magic for Sensitive People, and I'm doing an advanced version of that class as well for people who have already taken it. But again, that's just because I'm so passionate about it and I can't wait to explore more. Something I'm looking to explore more of right now is shadow planetary magic and also doing more 1000 mantra rituals because that 1000 mantra Hermes ritual was fire. It was amazing. Okay, well, thank you so much. And I hope that you're excited to start your own planetary magic practice. Have a magical day. This has been Anna Marbeck. Bye, everyone.